studio that we're in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is my home studio. Um, Connor and I share it. Um, right now it's a wood shop. Mm. Um, so I made the works on paper, like in a Chicago show in here. Mm -hmm. So you have a home studio. I know we talk, we're like picking up in a way from yeah. the summer, but um, you have a home studio and an away studio. Is that um, right? I, had, I briefly had an away studio. That is mm -hmm. to an end, but it was mm -hmm. nice to like make bigger things. Yeah, it was like in preparation for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. The show looked great, by the Thank way. Thank you. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm recording now, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, I got I got it. Said, oh, it told okay, me. cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought we could just like jump right in. Okay, oh. sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking at the show um, and I was reading the press release. I didn't know what the title was referring to until I read that, but I liked that cool. bit a lot of like, it's like, well, it said it was like an ornamental architectural molding, but like that it kind of represents birth and death in a way. Yeah, it's a pattern motif mm -hmm. um, that, I I think it's so universal that it doesn't necessarily have to be located in like Greek like temple architecture, but that is like where the term egg and dart originates. And I mean, as far as I know, I am not like, like super researched on this. It's just something that I like picked up in doing decorative painting or just looking at actually like neoclassical architecture, um, you learn about this motif, egg and dart. And um, for me, that just kind of rooted the show in a, like an idea of architecture and, um, and decoration. Yeah. It sounded so um, like, enigmatic but then it when I read it it's like actually so direct like an it's egg and then dark. <laughs> yeah 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 um sometimes I mean I think it's it it has other names like um egg and anchor or egg and tongue even but mm -hmm. um but it can be reduced down to the simple like zeros and ones kind of pattern just like oh yeah very basically yeah that's cool. Um, yeah, I feel like eggs have been showing up in a lot of your work. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I can't remember, like, I just started building this kind of repertoire of images and eggs definitely have shown up for a while. Um, I don't, really have a explanation other than they just popped up yeah I mean I think that's valid they they feel yeah. like they hold a lot or can right. hold a lot um I feel like also like you're so prior to that at um at um Carrie's space mm -hmm. um had a lot of babies in it like I feel like I like mm -hmm. what you were saying oh, about yeah. 
but that felt really different in a way. Like I feel like in this show, it does feel like you're building this larger repertoire of characters and some of them are very like cartoony and some of them are more like articulated or even like, I feel like there's these aristocrats that I don't mm -hmm. like recognize from other stuff that are interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that um, the idea of the vessel is kind of like a way to unify all of the imagery like um, egg, obviously a vessel for like a cell or, and um, um, these aristocratic sort of characters are more, actually I got that imagery from this um, world costume encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. So the idea of costume as a vessel for a time period or to signify a time period or a certain class distinction. Yeah. And then, and then also like relating back to a decorative motif, like those kind of cues of class distinction that um, are signaled by decorative art. Yeah, I was definitely getting kind of a like class idea vibe, like hmm. even like, um, like one piece was called the peasant look. Mm -hmm, um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Or, yeah, just, like, even, like, reminding me of some of, like, Malevich's early work with the, like, idea of the worker and stuff, but then, like, other people in, like, top hats and, like, finery and, like, hats feel kind of yeah. part of that. <laughs> right, exactly, hats, too. Um, I think that one, the peasant look, um, does speak to this idea of, um, kind of posing mm. as maybe another a different a lower class like for the for the sake of fashion or um like stepping out of your own identity yeah um but that also contrasting the idea of, of like a high low like with materials as well like um the materiality of the of the works themselves have this um kind of mace like it it's like masonry basically so I'm mm. like they can also be just like like look like sidewalk squares or something and um I don't I the word that's coming to me is graffiti which is like not exactly the reference that I'm that is very it's I don't think that's like the reference that a viewer gets but like the idea of um a line on uh I guess like a tag, like an image being more immediate than like this kind of like, like Italian fresco or something where like there's kind of like a scene, like this is more about line on surface. Yeah, that's really interesting. I definitely wanted to talk about the fresco thing. Um, mm -hmm. So like it brings up a few things like, I mean, one part of it I think is often the way we see frescoes is in like this kind of like um crumbling crumbling mm. empire thing right which yeah. seems very relevant right now totally. um or then also thinking about the way you're describing it of like just the, like almost like um like the process of making the fresco is almost like a bricklayer or something that's 
feels like the opposite of how I think of like fine art or something. Yeah, I sort of felt like I had to like join a union. Yeah. Information. I mean, it wasn't that I didn't like exactly do that, but it is, I mean, it is certainly like a process that you are supposed to learn properly. Mm. And, and, um, and if you don't, you will like suffer for it basically like it won't work and you'll have like spent all this time and money and like it is kind of like a written down like process so Mm -hmm. so there was just like there, there was that kind of hurdle about it um but But then, yeah, I guess I kind of lost track of like where I was going with that. But <laughs> but contrasting that sort of like um, more like labor yeah. aspect to then like the decorative finishings that I am like dressing it up with. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I, I get that too, like that duality Mm. and even um I don't know another phrase that came to mind was kind of like the writing on the wall or something that's cool yeah (laughs) because like that's I mean these are you these are like separate slabs but like my association with a fresco is they're like usually part of a wall or embedded in a wall or an architecture Yeah, definitely. Like I, I, um, I didn't want them to look like paintings really like in their objectness. Like, I guess it's, it is kind of a bummer like that this show is so virtual, but, um, like they do have this like floating edge mm-hmm. and I've just been really like feeling uncomfortable with like, uh, making them into objects in some way. Um, So that was just my, that was my uh, solution to that. But um, the wallness of them is, yeah, is interesting to me. Are they super heavy? They're more so like tricky, like they are heavy. Um, I do need help hanging them just because I have to kind of like, they have like a tricky little d-ring back so I can't just like go like Mm -hmm. on the wall um but they're also yeah although I'm 50 pounds we weighed one that's pretty heavy (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting kind of it's very opposite because you were working on paper for Mm. quite a while and now these like hunks of wall yeah the texture is very similar to the watercolor paper it has like this like nubbiness um so yeah it's just like a rigid a big rigid sheet yeah they don't yeah they don't actually look that different though in a way more like the total bulk of it it looks different but the actual image itself doesn't it resembles Mm. the works on paper very much yeah it took me a little while to get there like where I could like figure out how to use these totally different materials to get back to that same sort of strategy that I had arrived at for like making an image and um 
Yeah, I feel like I just got there right, right in time. (laughs) Yeah, it totally feels that way. Cool, good. (laughs) I'm curious, like, I never have done fresco, but I know there's somewhat of like a time constraint, right? It's like wet and then you're... Yeah, you, um, the whole thing is like a constraint. Like when you mix the plaster, you have to, well, first of all, it's, you're using lime putty, slaked lime putty, and that has to age for three years. So I obviously didn't make this, I bought it. Um, but so first there's like this three year time wait for the lime putty to like charge up in some way so that it actually gets like hard and, and like holds together. Um, so then you're mixing that with sand. This is like when I start getting involved and that has to sit overnight to kind of like congeal. And then that's your first layer. And then you have to like mix a whole nother batch with like a finer grain of sand. And then that has to like wait another night. Um, And then once you have these two layers applied on your top layer, you have this open time. Um, You have to wait till like enough water evaporates out Mm -hmm. of it. And then you have your pigments mixed, Mm -hmm. uh, which is with water. And so once it's like the right um, moisture level, um, which is basically dry, you have this open time to work with it. And then once the, to paint, and then once it's dry and set, you can still paint on top of it, but you have to mix like a binder into the pigment. So I would have like a first go at like making the painting in the actual like fresco um but I didn't try to resolve the whole image like then I would come back like the next day and use casein mm-hmm. and subtract and add and just kind of like keep working it oh okay so it's not like so it's not like so uh, uh unchangeable It's not unchangeable, but I think that I like sort of like, I did get very um, like aggressive in removing, like you have to like scratch it out. If you have painted in Mm -hmm. um, and so that, so then it becomes like very sculptural and um, with the, with the way I'm constructing the image. Yeah. But I do also like there is that that like early time crunch of like, okay, like I only have this much time to work this special way and this is like the special way of working. And so like I'll just try. I was very open, very experimental, not like rigid about um any of it really. Yeah. Do you like that like urgency feeling? Like, would you have the image worked out or would you be working it out in the moment? I try to all oh, like do both of those strategies. I think it, it was good to um to give myself constraints because otherwise I can't like really because I don't often have the image planned out yeah. when I start a painting. And so I can like 
sometimes end up like just kind of being really destructive and not caring as much about whatever it is. So like if I have, I found these constraints of the materials um, that just kind of like herded me a little bit into like, okay, well you have to like accept whatever this is. Yeah, it's like literally set in stone. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, uh, yeah. And then you have to hack at it. Uh-huh. Um, interesting. I feel like your work feels like very, like, so it's literally kind of layered in the construction of these things, but then the image too feels very layered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I do want to be literal in showing the fact that I am making this thing and then it gets edited and I am not, it's not like existing all in the same time period. It has multiple moments that exist within the image. Yeah. So like layering is one way of showing like former selves or something. Mm, of the yeah, but that makes, I feel like maybe on a symbolic level too, like I felt like there were several pieces where there was kind of like a combined figure or like two or a figure on top of another, like there's the egg and cat or there's like the top hat man and like there's kind of a cartoon figure that's obscured behind him. Right, right. Yeah, it is definitely like, um, I mean, it's funny, I, the way they were, I like had the first layers down. Mm. And then I kind of went, like I got, then I got like other ideas about like, what they should be. And so I went and I just like layered, I had a big layering day. <laughs> um, but I do like using that strategy of um, negating or um, reaffirming or just kind of like showing a transience of the um, subject. Yeah, I think that's cool. It makes me think of like, I don't know, like, I mean, I guess I'm always thinking about this kind of stuff, but like, like Carl Jung and like the idea of like, shadow and like Mm. that there's always a duality kind of present you know right yeah 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 I do have that like oh I'm still I'm like in this like modernist kind of or like world like world like uh I don't know (laughs) (laughs) some like outmoded I don't even. Yeah. Well, it does feel like this other time that you're looking at, although it's maybe it's not one time, like I can't quite place it. The guy with the top hat, well, I was saying the one, there's one kind of like, I think he's playing like the recorder or a flute or something. (laughs) (laughs) That feels kind of like that, like, um, cleaners kind of time yes yeah I mean I do think like looking back like going back time travel going back in time basically like is is like turns out what I am thinking about so 
So like a sense of, of, um, like future past. Yeah. Like reflect, like maybe like reflecting on the, what's happening in the present kind of through the past in a way. I just, uh, can't, I just don't have that interest in like future, um, like prospecting. Like Mm -hmm. there's just something more fascinating for me about like thinking about the way people in past times, like they were their own future or something. Just like thinking about like, just, I guess the idea, like the that thing that actually interests me is thinking about like people in the future looking back at us and just thinking about how stupid we were or how confused we were or like, um, and the patterns also, the idea of like patterns of, like image patterns, but also like patterns of like historical, like cycles or something. Yeah. That like makes- also then pattern making being like another connection to like garments or costume, or like just the idea of pattern. Mm, yeah. Like the pattern of like human nature or like evolutionary cycles or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, because costume or clothing, like, I mean, it's something that changes almost like at a faster and faster rate at this point. Like, yeah. if you look at an outfit you wore like two years ago, you might like cringe already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accelerationism for sure. Yeah. But so then when we look at like, yeah, like different old timey stuff, there's such specificity and kind of like, ornateness and all these very like all these choices that really have no basis on anything but they probably thought they were so like cool at the time yeah and the way that that information gets coded in decorative pattern so Mm -hmm. like we can look back in an encyclopedia and like see sort of like trace history through through decorative pattern yeah as like um like an encryption or something Mm, that's an interesting way to put it um there's one called the plank that has all these I thought it before I read the title I thought it was like some kind of dance or something but then it felt like there was an ominous tone from the title there is yeah um but definitely it is a dance like it's it's like a stage Mm. or a promenade like I was thinking to me it's like this beach scene like people like dressed up for their beach promenade and like the courtship dance Mm -hmm. and um the way the um I guess like that one is one of the long skinny ones and so it really like in its shape refers back to the idea of um um like a molding decorative molding mm. um, so so if there's like egg and dart imagery in like a courtship scene which is pretty like literal and straightforward like um like a cupid's arrow or something mm-hmm. um, 
and um, and another just note is that like they all have the guys have like these umbrellas. Oh yeah, they're all or like walking sticks or something, and um, that. Those are like their darts, basically. Oh uh, yeah. Um yeah, that thing of uh, like a stage is an interesting idea. I feel like I don't know if we talked about this before, but I am like kind of an amateur like tarot person. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I like do give myself readings and then I like Google what they mean, but. So now I'm building up a kind of a knowledge of the cards though. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of them are supposed to be on like a stage set or something, which I feel like at least one of the websites I read attributes to being like about a psychological state rather than like a literal one or something. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I'm not, I do look at cards too. I don't, I don't trust myself enough to like interpret my own readings but I do love looking at cards as well and thinking about like um a lot of the figures actually that I do now feel um like somehow I must be getting inspired by these cards, especially like the, um, this one deck that my friend Susan gave me, um, the Marseille, the Marseille deck is the one that I have. And there are these like really like medieval, um, like really bizarre, really cool drawings. Mm, I don't know that one. I just have the Rider Waite deck, but yeah, I was thinking, that your paintings are almost built like a tarot image in like terms of having all these symbolic elements. And if, I mean, it's very dependent, I find on who's interpreting it, how they interpret it. And I like try to find ones where it's not like super, like I hate it when they're like, oh, this card is bad and this one is good. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need that stress. (laughs) Like, I feel like there's other people who are like, there's kind of wisdom to get out of any of them. And, but it'll be like, so hyper specific, like the yellow means this and the blue means this. And like, this animal means this. And, and I feel like there's a lot of that, like layering of like really specific choices in your paintings. Yeah, I like signaling to symbolism rather than like, um having it actually be symbolic of something yeah that makes sense also like that it's there's all these yeah they're symbolic but they don't have a clear symbol or something like you yeah because there is this sense of like like details being left out Mm -hmm. or um like since the colors there's four there's four colors like and they can be kind of shifted around, like whatever order they happen to be in that moment isn't necessarily like the way it has to stay. So the color is like, even though they have this heaviness of like elemental color, like really basic color, like um, I think that they're, 
I think that they look like also at the same time kind of arbitrary. Mm. Yeah, I don't really, it feels like a nice, like, I don't know, like it kind of keeps it simple or keeps it in this family, like aesthetic kind of similarity. But yeah, I don't really assign any super specific meaning to the colors. I actually think that relates a lot to tarot as well, because I am always trying to go like with just like a simple color system, trying to go for a look of like printed, Mm -hmm. like like a block print or something. Yeah. Was the green a new addition? Um, yeah, I think that like for a while I was using pink instead of green. Like it's like the primaries but then like one yeah that one (laughs) right now is green yeah that's kind of how I read them like it's I kind of just think of it as like primaries basically like yeah even though there's maybe a little bit right but yeah but not really yeah yeah (laughs) um one of my favorites was this one called swallowed whole which is like one of the more I don't know um it's kind of one of the more enigmatic ones or something Mm -hmm. like I really like there's like a vase and there's kind of a face and flowers and there's like a bird coming out of the vase kind of Mm -hmm. the eye kind of looks like a like a fried egg which is I think Uh I like Cool. Yeah. Um, I think this one kind of illustrates like the process a little bit mm. of like, um, well, first of all, there's the faux nod to like faux trompe l'oeil basically of, of um, the frames. Yeah. So the idea of like fooling the viewer into thinking it's a painting Mm -hmm. and um it's also like a faux diptych yeah so so it refers back to just like the way I'm making these things like this is the one this is like the full-size sheet and I would like cut them down to make smaller ones but this one I just like didn't cut it and made two smaller ones on the same one so Mm -hmm. I guess that's like just a little joke for me um I mean, I guess I hope that comes across. It's not just for me, <laughs> but um, yeah. But the duck, like, just playing, like, um, obviously, like, egg and duck is pretty uh, <laughs> direct. But um, but I had started with like vessels and flowers mm-hmm. as as just kind of like uh, to start the series off, I was like, I'm just gonna paint something so straightforward and like uh, sincere kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that vessel morphed into a duck. And I like, for me, this one, um, the duck gets kind of like bound in this, superimposed vessel layer on top of it so like um I like the the idea of like rather than thinking of this duck as like oh a mother like like 
like sitting on her egg or something like this duck is like actually trying to swallow this egg mm. um so it's actually a dart posing as a egg the mm. the duck is the dart posing as the egg yeah in a symbolic language um but um but then it's encased in this vessel so it can't actually swallow this egg so there's kind of like this like stuckness about the image for me yeah I feel like there's like a back and forth in both sides of it kind of like in like you could even say like a chicken and the egg kind of thing of like where does it begin or end and like the eye even seeming like another form of an egg and yeah and then on the right side like it feels like this face is kind of I'm I'm reading it like this face is like trying to get out of the frame kind of like it feels like it's like kind of imprisoned in it or something um which is interesting because you were saying it's kind of about the process of making it so there's kind of like a chicken and egg thing there of like making art about art and where yeah yeah (laughs) and making kind of like art about like kitsch art actually this one is is maybe more kitsch because it has this like hotel art like flower portrait thing going on or at least that's what I was going for I don't Mm, I wouldn't have I don't think I would have um thought that at all but I like that reference a lot like I think I'm always yeah intrigued by different categories of art in different places and how they get assigned there or why they fall into different subjects of like what you might find in a hotel versus a restaurant or whatever yeah I'm just always going back to like uh kitschy place (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to I guess Do you think do you think just the idea of decoration in general is considered kitsch kind of? I think so. Yeah, I think just the idea of um like making props or something. Like mm-hmm. if I'm making paintings, I feel like I'm making props for like the movie version of my life or something. Right. Which that, I love that. Like, I mean, I'm definitely fascinated by art in movies too. And like where, whether it's real art or not, like meaning whether it's made specifically for the movie or it was like some artist's work that they bought or sometimes make fake versions of. Right. But I really like, I mean, I feel like when I think of like a movie version of one's work it makes me think of like maybe kind of mm, something that would maybe like transparently show a sense of character more so or like yes it has to be like like hit you over the head with like communication (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a tool it's a tool I like the idea of um like thinking of my objects that way as tools or um rather than as like I guess to just kind of diminish them yeah I mean I like that idea a lot like it seems useful to making 
things and not worrying about it. Like I, something I was thinking about before when you were talking about the frescoes too, is this Philip Gustin quote where he talks about like, he tried to like just paint like he was making, like he was a sign painter or something. Yeah. So he just like, like how would a sign painter do this? They would just right. do it in the easiest way without worrying yeah. about it. Yeah, you're like working. Yeah, you're working instead of like thinking you're doing something like profound. And yeah, super special. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I feel like like that, I think is the biggest impediment to art actually is like overthinking it and like doing weird mind games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go shit. <laughs> Do you feel like, I feel like it brings up the idea of persona kind of too. Like, do you feel like you, would you think of a persona while you're working or? Um, I do think that like maybe performing more than persona. Like I don't have, like the character is like the scary part, but, mm -hmm. like, um, but I do feel performative in like, the more performative I can feel when making it, I guess, like the happier it is. Mm -hmm. um, but like going through, like following the script of the fresco and like performing as, you know, like tastemaker or something, like I think that's what I am interested in. I mean, like, it, I don't know how to, I do also think that there, like, I am interested in theater and um, set dressing and, and like the imagery itself kind of cues into that or signals that um yeah and like the building of an identity or something and or the construction and like showing like the construct like construction of um a figure or something is kind of like a recurring theme yeah that makes sense that makes me think of I don't know. I was just thinking that word stagecraft is really cool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, that's not, I, that's like a term I haven't heard. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I feel like it's like, like, um, like I used to do childhood theater a bit on a very small scale, but like, I feel like I would take out weird books from like the fifties that would like, talk about different aspects of it and like mask making and all that. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Like, I feel like there's a kind of insistence on like artificiality in your work. Like mm -hmm. you would never mistake it for the real thing or yeah. like even that you were saying about trompe l'oeil, it's like this kind of like performance of trompe l'oeil, not actual yeah. trompe l'oeil. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of like, um, I guess that is kind of like a, like a black box theater. Mm -hmm. um, technique of like using just like simplest elements to transport the viewer into a whole nother realm or something yeah exactly. Like, having them yeah not be 
not be convincing being so obviously not what they're signifying. Yeah. Which like, which in a way is very like Brechtian also. Did right. you ever get into that? I, had, I never got into that. No. <laughs> I don't know much. I know it more through like Godard because you would kind of like use that stuff, but basically like breaking the fourth wall and yeah. like, yeah, like making, he wanted people not to get like lost in the narrative, but to be always aware of the fakery right. and, and so that it was, he was like very polit, like he saw it as a political act kind of. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I only know it very kind of, I know the, like the greatest hits kind of <laughs> things, but, <laughs> but I like that <laughs> idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a few other random thoughts about just like movies and stuff. Like, oh, cool. um, did you ever see um, what is it called? Um, After Hours. It's like an early Martin Scorsese yes. movie. Yes, I have such a crazy movie. Yeah, I only saw it once, so I can't. I can't pinpoint, but there's that, I mean, the, the woman who works at the diner and she has like that awesome dress. I don't remember that part. Although maybe it was, maybe actually that was, there's a woman who he goes home with, who's like, like, it's all like set in like the East Village, New York. Yeah. Or he's not an artist, but he's, he meets different artists. He's like, I think more of a yuppie guy, but there's a woman who, yeah. whose art is like making like plaster casts of. Yes. Paintings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I feel like there's a few different artists. I think, well, I think he like maybe gets encased in an artwork, which is spoiler alert but um, <laughs> <laughs> um and then I was thinking about little women too did you see the oh. new version no, no. <laughs> I was I was I can't like at the same time like I I'm not I I'm more of like a um a Wuthering Heights fan Oh, interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> as far as like costume and and like um, these kind of um, like aggressive, uh, torturous love stories, mm -hmm. um, self-defeating, impossible. Um, but like within such strict guidelines I've realized this is like I am I do like gravitate towards narratives like that where like like um Wuthering Heights is like ridiculous in their self-imposed um like obviously they're in love but like they can't be together and it's like this like thing that they both have to overcome yeah and and like uh self-acceptance way or something but um then Wuthering Heights it's like he's dead <laughs> so they can't so they have to have this whole other type of romance um but then it also comes back to costume so like I do I I do um 
which is also so restrictive of all the, of all the women, you know, it's like these restrictions that, um, are in the narrative and then also like in the, the clothes themselves. Yeah, totally. That's a good point. And even just the, the, the atmosphere of the times, it's all about like restraint and like. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But then, yeah, you bring up a good point of like, there's like the restraint of like society, but then there's this like intense passion, like bubbling under the (laughs) Yeah, in a a hilarious way. (laughs) Yeah, I read that book um through I came to it through Kate Bush because I got obsessed with her and she like wrote a song about it when she was right. like a teenager yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know how I came to it but um I was into VHS you know it was part of my VHS collection and just like the, like saga sort of story like soap opera like the way you can absorb it in this like removed way of like, oh, there's this 10 DVD set and I can, or VHS set and I can just put this on and like, oh, they're still not together yet on (laughs) like tape number seven and just kind of like the way more of like TV culture of like, I can just like put it on and um, just hang out with their anxieties. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's like a saga. And in a way, I can't feel like I see that in your work. Like, it's it could be kind of like a soap opera with like various, there's like characters, but there's like, like inanimate objects that are characters too, or something. Right, 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 right. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I was a TV addict. I am a TV addict. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would like stay up all night long watching TV and then just like, this was probably, yeah, I had a TV in my room. And so I couldn't turn it off. (laughs) Did you like like period pieces or what was your what was your show? Just like, yeah, like, um, like crappy sitcoms, like Mm -hmm. the sitcom, also like laugh track, like that kind of like never ending cast of characters. Nobody progresses, like being stuck in their, in their, their character roles and Mm. or like shuffling a deck, like to bring back the tarot card illusion of like shuffling a deck of like, who's with who at what moment. It's like. Right. That makes me think of, um, Cheers which I watched a lot as a kid which is very like I was actually thinking about um I just started re-watching The Wire um which there was an amazing production of Waiting for Godot with one of the I think it was Paul Chan did it like in New Orleans after like Katrina or in response to Katrina in some way and one of the actors from The Wire was in that production and it was really cool and I was like trying to find a link to it but I couldn't but um but like in tears it is that thing of yeah like this suspended animation like they never leave the bar and nothing yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) changes if place (laughs) yeah and the yeah no one ever really actually gets together it's kind of Mm -hmm. like (laughs) the nebula yeah um the the painting another movie reference the painting um 
uh, I think it's called the Milliner Shop. Milliner Shop that reminded me a bit of um, Cleo from Five to Seven. Oh, cool. I love Have that. Have you seen that? Yeah. 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 I, it's also been a little while. Um, but you mean like in the beginning when she's like getting dressed? Yeah, that she goes to a hat shop like after the tarot. Oh, there's also tarot in that movie where she starts with a tarot reading that basically tells her she get, she's going to die. Gonna die. But then she goes to this hat shop and kind of like disassociates and just ties on all these fancy. Uh, okay, yeah, that must be the scene. Mm-hmm. I love, I mean, those are my favorite scenes in movies of like, like the different, like there's also like Earth Girls Are Easy. Like when they get their makeovers into like six mm-hmm. chunks and like it's like the montage of like uh, Julie Brown like getting them into all their different looks and then there's also like Tampopo yeah. is another one of my favorite scenes of like makeover scenes. Um, Clueless, of course. <laughs> I forget the I love Tampopo, but I don't actually remember the um, makeover scene there. But I. Julie Brown was like, I was so in love with Julie Brown when I was like, whatever age that was. She was yeah. so funny and cool. Yeah, totally the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, I don't know. She had such a, like, the set of that, like, MTV period. It was always like so much junk and, like, I don't yeah. know. Kids, yeah, really, definitely. Really poppy. Yeah. yeah like polka dots and like boas and I don't know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah bubble gum yeah <laughs> that's cool I feel like I don't know I feel like I have the sense that people don't remember her or something or like she got like lost or something yeah it's it's shocking that I could even pull up her name because like I, if it, whenever it's not someone I think about a lot but like more so that movie and also like Gina Davis, just so incredible in that movie. Oh yeah. Um, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I don't. I don't. But I remember being really into it. I think mostly because of Julie Brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. No. I. I don't. I don't even know like what other movies she's in. I don't think she's in other movies. That's a thing. I okay. think. Okay. I think she just was known for her show on MTV. Okay. Yeah, see, I didn't really want, that was, I never saw her show. I'm just thinking of, like, MTV. Okay, yeah, I bet. (laughs) I mean, it it was very funny. Like, it was almost, like, drag or something because she was, like, making fun of, like, feminine tropes, I feel like. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, like, a really, like, gleeful way. Mm -hmm. I got to rewatch. Yeah, I think there's a little of it on um, YouTube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was, I know I'm like, this is, I'm doing kind of a different format where I'm just like going through your show and like telling That's you things. Cool. <laughs> but but like, I don't have any. Yeah. The, the spaghetti dinner one is, in, is, feels a little bit, I feel like it, feels a bit of an outlier in a way in terms of the composition like it feels like this direct um point of view of like we don't know who is there's there's a woman 
it's yeah. a restaurant or something eating spaghetti and it feels like I would I feel like my impulse is to call it the male gaze but it's yeah. we don't know who is looking at whom yeah I think that this one I agree um it was kind of a different approach I had been really rigid in like the concept um and then at a certain point I just couldn't be that rigid anymore. And so I had to deviate in like, I guess the style of um, the readability of the image or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I did start with an egg at the bottom and then I was like, oh, I can't do another egg. So I just turned it into a plate. Uh -huh. um, I just, yeah, this one, I kind of like let myself off the hook a little bit and just yeah. wanted to like make a painting, but maybe instead of like a hotel painting, this one is like a restaurant painting. Yeah, that makes sense. There's actually a pizza place near my house that has this kind of like, I want to call it like a freeze or something of like yeah. <laughs> different people eating and there's like right. a, kind of a date scene with they're eating pizza, but same same dish. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it, so it kind of is about like restaurant murals. Mm. Um, like that kind of like, um, I guess it's just like, I guess it, I guess it, it make, brings me back to like Lori's side Italian restaurants mm -hmm. and like the Italian theme. Yeah. I mean, there's, I have a, some like Queens one's versions of that in my neighborhood which oh, I cool. enjoy yeah it's the best that's like the fun I, I just I think that kind of, that is such fun art yeah I feel like it <clears throat> does kind of a trompe thing though in a way too of like I mean I'm seeing it online but it feels like you're putting the viewer in the place of like we're eating you're on a date with this person or something yeah yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, um, always, like, I feel like we talked about this, the idea of, like, creating space that is both, like, really flat and frontal, and at the same time, recedes and creates illusionistic depth, and yeah. so, and so I wanted to, that's kind of just, like, the way this one comes back into, like, I guess, the show is like uh, the binary of like um, like a face off or something. Like you were yeah. having a face off with this, a spatial face off with with uh, your date. Yeah. And then the idea of dating again, just being like um, the courtship ritual and like the dart, the the cupid's arrow, um, mm. being like this like weapon. Mm, that's interesting like you yeah you make it sound like kind of a like a showdown like a, a hunt yeah a hunt. a hunt that's a good yeah and so yeah like the ducks are like this um are also like um targets right <laughs> like hunted hunter and yeah. Hunted. <laughs> right yeah that's funny and there's kind of the like the like breaking the fourth wall thing too or even the 
but also kind of the impossibility of ever like reaching the other side of the table or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really far and it doesn't really make sense because mm -hmm. like the spaghetti is like, she doesn't have a plate. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to share it maybe. And right, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. Uh -huh. um, well, that makes me think of like, so in a way I feel there's like sculptural things happening despite the aesthetically they're very flat kind of or flatter um, than some of your past work, which was actually very three-dimensional in like a literal way. And yeah. 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 Um, I wonder if you want to, I mean, I, which I like that work a lot like some of the stuff with like the um carpet or like there would be like literal objects yeah. yeah I was using objects that were like um like emotionally significant like inherited from mm. my grandmother or um I guess so, so it was sort of to totemic, like bringing these objects of the past, like bringing the painting back or like bringing these objects forward in some way. Um, so there was this element of time travel and like a literal, um, I don't know how to say that, but um, kind of like hit, like hitting the viewer with something that is out of place um, or disrupting the surface in some way, like the idea of disrupting the um, continuity of the image. Yeah. Um, so I think that like, I was interested in that, like that set of objects and, um, and then I kind of like ran out of those objects and realized that I, I didn't want to just like have a stockpile. I wasn't interested in like having all of this crazy shit in my studio and like, Oh, how am I going to glue it all together? Like I wasn't, I wasn't interested in that type of a process but um but more so about like an idea of disrupting the image or or traveling through time yeah just to, like pretend obviously <laughs> pretend yeah. traveling through time that's funny because i i feel like i had I did a very similar thing. I mean, I think it looked very different, but I did a similar thing with like things I inherited from my mother. And then mm -hmm. I also felt like I didn't really want to keep collecting things. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like there's a kind of, um, I, for me, I guess I felt like when you add something three-dimensional to a 2D object, it's like implies this idea of like bringing something to life, but it always kind of like, um undermines that as well because it just makes it more apparent that there's yeah. like something yeah. like 3d and something not 3d yeah or that it's dead yeah like, like a moth with like a 
like a needle stuck into it or something. Yeah, exactly. There's a another Gustin quote I remember uh, where he said something about like painting is like trying to pin a butterfly down without like killing it or something. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, which I feel like we were in a we were in a group show maybe in. 2014 or 15 yeah. I feel like there was like a big butterfly in that painting you showed or sun or something maybe yeah. Things. yeah 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 I started yeah I mean that was like um kind of when I was just starting to use those objects from my grandmother and like her kitschy stuff that I like no one wanted everyone wanted to throw it away it's just like little decorations like positive affirmation stuff like mm. like happy sun like garden gnome not actually not garden gnomes but like garden yeah stuff um so I was into the idea of like that as an aesthetic yeah of like um like to keep you company like art objects that are kind of like like kind of like hap like post-it notes that you put everywhere just to like keep you from stabbing yourself or something <laughs> it's also like kind of um which I yeah I like that idea a lot I'm into that <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, well, I'm very into, yeah, like, positive affirmation kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though knowing it's kind of cheesy also. Right. But, like, also there's, that brings to me, in a way, back to what you were saying about, like, hotel art or restaurant art or, like, like in a way, the, the aesthetics of specific, like, places or non-gallery. Right bots like I remember at one point I wanted to make like I never did it but I wanted to make like paintings for strip clubs or like <laughs> and I just like which maybe I still should maybe I will I don't know yeah I, I like imagining that idea right. of like a, another place or what kind of imagery would exist in a in a different place that may be intended for a different usage than a gallery. Yeah. I do too. I, um, and that's why it's like, oh, it's like so fun in the studio sometimes when you can just like have them around you with like weird little objects and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but. <laughs> Well, maybe we can talk about like, um, like, yeah, what do you, it sounds like you look through like costume books and stuff. Is that like your main source of like inspiration or source imagery or what other stuff do you get inspired by? Um, that is is like I did find this book and that was just kind of like a special little miracle um I don't often have source imagery at all mm -hmm. um and you weren't like actually like 
lifting anything from a specific image it was more just like generally something you in the back of your mind or or were you like looking at specific costumes and stuff I was just uh no it wasn't that way I was just flipping through the book and like um I wish I had it with me so I could show you, but it, the artist is named Doreen Yarwood and it, maybe it's a really famous book. I don't know. Um, but more so about like, um, the rigidity of like the, the poses mm. I've always been into that type of depictions of like people, um, in these rigid kind of super formal um, interactions with one another. Um, and, and so like, I don't, I mean, I've looked at a lot of art, but I can't like think about or specify which specific like artists I've been looking at recently or something. I know that's like a really disappointing answer. No, I was actually thinking more like non-art stuff, like okay. even maybe if it's not directly informing your work or is there any like books or movies or shows you're into well, now? I think that like decorative art, yeah. like it has been really, um, I didn't, I, I did it for like five years in New York, but my partner still does it and is really serious about it and really gifted. And so like, um, he was showing me these, Connor was showing me these um, murals, ancient, ancient Greek murals from this island, Thera. And there are these just like, really beautiful motifs and um and fi figurative and like floral and so so thinking about like we have this book called the the grammar of ornament and it kind of shows like super ancient to like renaissance Oh, here's the book. <laughs> the wall paintings of Thera. Oh, wow. That's, is there a, like, splash of paint on it? There is. That looks cool, though. It's very, like, Julian Schnabel or something. Yeah. Well, these, I mean, here's, like, early, um, and you probably aren't, like, recording video, but I'm showing you an image of like a, um, a fresco that has faux marble painted. Oh. And um, this was from, I'll try to find a year of like when these were actually made. I'm only finding like when they were discovered. It was like discovered in the eighties. I think it's uh, early Cycladic art is like the period that I'm finding. Mm. Old ass shit. And it looks like, but it's more like um, trying to recreate textures almost. There are elements like that. There are yeah. like architectural elements like that. But then there are also like images of like 
seafaring, trading. They're really beautiful. Um, like there are some really beautiful female forms too. But but like little doodads. Like this also reminds me of like tarot card imagery, but like this sort of like yeah um, architectural stage with like a festoon of flowers, but it's like but it's super um like simplified forms yeah it almost um, I, got, I think these are actually little boys but oh my god I love that yeah so beautiful there's like, like snaky hair and it's super so um so these would be like wall size though yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Like it almost feels like the ones you were showing me with just like the flowers and the simple kind of mm -hmm. details. It almost feels like it evokes the idea of being in a set or like that you would do something or be performing in front right. of it or something. Right. Yeah, and 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 like painting directly in on architecture um has like there's something um more i mean fun about that to like create a space that is like rooted there so it's like it's it's there's something to that um yeah do you see that as being a progression that you would like like to do like a full wall or a full room or something yes I don't know if I actually will but like I like thinking about that as I'm making these things yeah that would be cool I would like to be like immersed in it I would love to do that I mean the the, the realities of like doing fresco on a whole wall or so beyond me. Um, but I would love to be able to do that. How do you think they would, would there be multiple people working on one wall in that case, more than like a single artist or? I Yeah. Um, I think like you have to mix a lot of plaster and you have to put the plaster on the wall like quickly but also you have to work in sections. Um, I haven't done a lot of research on it, but um, I would definitely need help. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so cool though. Yeah, who knows? You feel like committed to kind of working with the fresco stuff for a while? Um, I think that I need to go back to working on paper for a little bit because like I felt exhausted in whatever series this was just like the imagery I want to kind of like step back from that a little yeah. bit um but I was really happy like I hadn't made paintings in a while um I had just been working on paper and I am happy with like this as the way to work between those two like paper and paintings um drawing and painting so I think I'll keep going with it. Yeah. Yeah. That did you ever get into like Nancy Spiro? I feel like she was doing kind of like 
muralish things. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I went to her show at uh, PS One. Um, I think she's awesome. I like her the repetition and like the the, the printing process yeah. of her work and um, and the motifs. It is very decorative and. Yeah. And there is like this sort of primitive force about it too. Yeah, I get the sense that she was inspired by kind of like ancient art. Right, yeah, ancient mysticism, mm -hmm. very beautiful, yeah. Um, but also Leon Golub. Oh yeah, I love him too. Power couple. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um that's cool that like so like your partner and your day job the work of that kind of seeped into your art yeah culture. definitely I, I mean I I was very resistant but I um yeah it just doesn't stop inspiring me um, why do you think why do you think you were resistant um, because it's hard, mm -hmm. like being a decorative, working in that way, like coming from like undergrad and being like, I'm going to move to New York and be an artist. Like I didn't think that was cool to yeah. be a decorative artist. Um, mm -hmm because you have to it's not about your style it's about all of these um revered historicized like i just like i didn't really know anything about it and then um yeah just doing it I learned a lot yeah it's like uh I feel like I almost started to say this earlier on when we were talking about it, but like, it's like a trade almost or a, something you would apprentice to do or, yeah. Yeah, you are a certain role mm -hmm. and you, and, and also like things like technique and precision, like things that I don't necessarily want people to like see in my work or I don't feel like that's what, I am like having to kind of like um force yourself into that and then just learning like I mean this is like I don't I'm kind of like going off the deep end about like hard work or something but um applying that in other ways finding how you want to apply it mm -hmm. I had the same I mean I feel like as I get older the less I, I was also very resistant to any kind of technique or or like um yeah like even the idea of like history or something I was kind of like very like ugh, I hate the like yeah. old masters and right. stuff Right. But then I went to Italy when I was like 19 and I was like surprised at how much I kind of fell in love with it and like it's just so beautiful and I think I didn't want to be like I think I didn't really 
even want to care about beauty at a certain point. And now I don't feel that way so much. Yeah, I remember we were talking about that um, in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't. I, I think that like wanting to make something like fighting against my instincts to just like destroy or make something ugly like that's kind of like I've turned a corner and I like want it to stay together and I want it to like be beautiful even if like it's one type of beauty and I don't I feel conflicted about that or something like some type of like male gaze where like you have a sexy blonde date or something like I can still um I don't know. I can still let her be in the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and maybe there's, uh, I don't know, different kinds of beauty or um, it doesn't have to be so oppressive or something. Like beauty doesn't <laughs> have to be oppressive. Um, mm -hmm. That's the goal. Yeah, like it can just be pleasurable and yeah. Right. And yeah, I feel like I see that with all, I see that in your work, like, yeah, there's, I think more of an embrace of beauty, especially mm -hmm. if you, like I was looking in the archives and like, it was quite a long time between your first show at Night Gallery solo show and your next one and there's yeah. still, seismic shift of like like it feels like that other show was much more like fuck you yes definitely. <laughs> and even, like I don't know fuck you like even like um, I don't know like it it was had like sketchers work yeah. which yeah. I feel like to like kind of make walking into like an exercise or something Right, which it already is, and they're like the ugliest shoe, and everyone thinks mm -hmm. they're a total joke. So it was very like, fuck you. It was yeah. very fuck you at like beauty, um, and um, and like about work. So it's like to I forget what their slogan was: work out while you walk. <laughs> and I thought that was such a such a ridiculous paradox. Yeah. Like you're already walking and mm -hmm. they are like claiming that. I guess that was like so I was trying to make some metaphor. Um <laughs> Yeah. But that was kind of the first the first actual like um embedded objects. And so like the tackiness of that was really important and the tackiness of sketchers and the tackiness of like it's you know it's a self-defeating gesture basically yeah I mean I I like that work but it is yeah it feels much more like aggressive or something or mm -hmm. yeah it resists beauty in a couple mm -hmm. different ways um, yeah it's also like just it feels it's funny also though like it's um like that's Such good. a Sisyphusian idea to like make your shoes heavier than they need I to. I know, be. I know. 
It's so sad. And they're ugly. As you and know. then right after that, there was like a lawsuit brought against them. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Because people were like, I'm not actually losing any more weight. Like all of these, like it's not a miracle cure. So yeah. I'm going to sue you. Oh. And then they yeah. stopped making them. Mm. We're so litigious, aren't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 